Welcome into the Solo Shot Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Mana. Happy Solo Shot Saturday, everyone, especially the fans of the newly crowned Texas Rangers 2023 World Series champions. Even I would be ahead of myself saying that I expected this to happen. I picked against them. And even though I was higher on the Rangers than most analysts out there in baseball this year, they overachieved all the way to the end. Just top to bottom, Chris Young has came in there and built an absolute unit of a team with spending money in the right places and good young players. Bruce Bochy bringing a Hall of Fame manager into the dugout. Second time's the charm after Tony La Russa's failed antics the last couple of years in Chicago. And finally, the players. This group of players, they never gave up. And when it looked like they were in such a great position and Adolis Garcia and Max Scherzer were ruled out for the rest of the series, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But to be honest, this was not a competitive World Series. And I was expecting it very much to be so. These were two teams that never said die, didn't roll over, fought till the end, all the way to get there. And what happened? Texas wins game one in extra innings, walk-off home run, Adolis Garcia, who ended up breaking David Freeze's record for most RBIs in a playoff series. And this team goes out in game two, and the Diamondbacks get up early. They stay up, steal game two at home, and Rock meets the road. The team that was 8-0 and coming into the World Series on the road in the playoffs, and a team that was coming off a win in enemy territory, had played well at home in the postseason in Arizona. Last time a postseason game was played in Arizona, I rode back to it last week prematurely to them clinching the game seven against the Yankees. And Will Hugo, everyone who's in the chat, I appreciate you stopping in Ziggy. It's so amazing that the Texas Rangers are here today. A team that was clowned on for not being able to win their own division for giving Jacob DeGrom a bunch of money and him breaking down per usual. And after 51 years they're finally World Series champions. I'm so happy for all the Rangers fans out there. I'm so happy for everybody that believed in this organization like I did. And I said it before the series, I'm picking Arizona with the run they've had. But if Texas wins, I'm still going to be happy. Super fun run. Um, and it, it is truly amazing. Uh, I totally feel that well when you're, Team is the one that loses to the team that ends up winning it all. It makes it hurt a little less bad. Um, but this team, they just never said no. And no moment was too big for them the whole way. Nate Ivaldi, five wins in the postseason. The first player since Steven Strasburg on those 19 Nats, Ziggy. Um, amazing postseason performer who went from having that one amazing moment in the 18 World Series to solidifying himself as a postseason stud. And talking about postseason studs, a legend has been crowned. 
Corey Seager is a postseason legend. The story still has plenty of time to be written, but it's going to be titled Postseason Legend. Corey Seager, during that Mickey Mouse championship with the Dodgers, ended up being NLCS and World Series MVP. He was absolutely amazing for the Rangers since being signed offensively. He's taken a step up. He has earned that contract that he's being paid for the next seven years to be in Texas. And a guy who has the most home runs by a shortstop in World Series play at the age of 29 years old. Almost all of them came in Arlington Stadium because the COVID World Series was played there as well. And Corey Seager becomes the fourth player ever to win multiple World Series MVPs. This isn't like football, folks, where the quarterback on the winning team is usually the MVP. It is hard to be the World Series MVP. You only get so many at-bats as a batter. You only get one or two starts as a pitcher. And Corey Seager, amazing series, batted 286, 375 slug, 762 OPS, three home runs, six RBIs, scored seven runs in the series. And while Adolis Garcia's walk-off home run in game one is going to be remembered as one of the big moments in the series, to me, Corey Seager coming in there against Paul Seawall, who has been nails for the Diamondbacks all postseason, so much so that I called him Paul Seawald with a capital wall, comes in, runner on base, ties the game in the bottom of the ninth to send the game to extras. I think that was just him putting on full display why he is in this category of four players to win World Series MVP multiple times. Bob Gibson and Sandy Koufax did it for one franchise. Reggie Jackson did it for two franchises, the A's and the Yankees respectively. And Corey Seager with his second World Series MVP is the first player to do it in both leagues. Absolute postseason legend. Congratulations to Corey Seager. And his double play combination, Marcus Simeon, who's become one of my favorite players in baseball. I've talked about Marcus Simeon being the sneakiest Hall of Famer potentially in the major leagues currently. And Corey Seager is helping him be even sneakier because everyone's talking Seager Hall of Fame now. And with the second World Series MVP, if he can compile enough stats the rest of the way, he has seven years left in Texas on this deal. He very well could be in Cooperstown one day. But his postseason exploits will never be forgotten. He did it for a crown jewel franchise in the Dodgers who hadn't won in a long time. And then he breaks a team's streak of not having a World Series title at a little over half a century. Congratulations, Corey Seager. Congratulations, Texas Rangers fans. And congratulations, baseball. The new wild card format, it works. First World Series with two wild card teams. There's parody in the sport again. And whether you're spending big money like the Rangers or you're not like the Dimebacks, you can get to the World Series. Super amazing times in Texas. The parade yesterday was fantastic. And honestly, just something that's really special. 
I see Will Steph talking about his fellow Will, Will Smith, who has won three straight World Series championships. He happened to be on the 21 Braves, the 22 Astros, and now the 23 Rangers. He's going to be a hot commodity free agent. Maybe he gets another half million dollars from a team who believes in that kind of uh, jinx going on. But it'll be interesting to see if Will Smith ends up getting some credit. Uh, He was the team's closer to begin the season, but took a big step back as the season went on. But the offseason now is underway. Baseball's officially over. Uh, I haven't really known what to do with myself a lot of these nights when I could usually turn on a baseball game on TV or on the radio. But the offseason is slowly starting. Uh, We talked about those Dodgers. Max Muncy signed a two-year extension with the Los Angeles Dodgers to remain there. I think that's a really fantastic situation for both parties. Uh, He's a guy who has some defensive versatility, hits well in that ballpark, great locker room guy. Fantastic. On the flip side, former Dodger Justin Turner has opted out with the Red Sox after one year where he hit 23 home runs and drove in 96. Um, Fantastic veteran player that's going to be the apple of some contenders' eyes for teams that can't spend big but want to get another bat on their team. But the offseason is going to be the one of Shohei. We went from a red October to a red off season with the red curtain to go along with it. Shohei Otani is a free agent now, officially. I'm not sure exactly what date he can start meeting with teams, but he's free. And I think that is fantastic for baseball. The fact that there's no franchise tag in baseball is such a beautiful thing. And I can't wait to see where Shohei Otani ends up. Whether it's been the lifetime favorite like the Dodgers or the litany of other teams that have been involved, my Red Sox, the Seattle Mariners, the San Francisco Giants, the Texas Rangers have been named. Imagine him going to the division rival coming off a World Series title. The possibilities are endless for Shohei. I feel like almost every franchise is going to be interested with him coming off the injury. And I think he might be one of those guys that signs a very lucrative three or four year deal as opposed to signing up for 10 years, 700 million like that. So it's going to be really interesting. And um, I'm glad the offseason is finally starting. There's been some retirement announcements. Rangers legend Nelson Cruz retired. So all of you who have been Hall of Fame prospecting him with the hope of 500 home runs. That chase is over. Really good power hitter. Got hit for PEDs. I don't think if he got 500 home runs, he would have been a Hall of Famer anyway. And we look ahead to the Hall of Fame. The era committee isn't the most sexy one this year. Uh, They talked about the managers and executives and different things that are on the books this year from the contemporary era. And I think that we're going to see some Hall of Famers very soon both from there and the writers, because there is a slam dunk first ballot guy and a couple guys that were really close last year. So Hall of Fame talk, lots of news about trades, players opting out, players retiring, and where these big fish are going to sign. I will be covering all of that as we continue this season. 
looking into the winter and into the spring of the new year. Here on the Solo Shot Sports Podcast, we like to throw it back down the third base line to this day in baseball history and just try to highlight a player event or historical moment in this game's rich history. And it was ironic because I highlighted the Diamondbacks winning their first World Series last year for for Throwback Thursday last week. And that was actually an anniversary today. So if I was correct with my Diamondbacks pick, that would have been a nice one to save. However, when you look at November 4th in baseball history, there's a lot of awards being handed out. We'll obviously react to the awards. I think this would be one of the more boring award seasons baseball's ever seen. I feel like all the awards are kind of locked up, except for the manager of the years. And looking around baseball in its history, plenty of great moments, but I don't think that this man gets enough credit in the history of the game. And on this date, Cal Hubbard became an American League umpire. Now, if you're not aware of who Cal Hubbard is, he was going through an amazing NFL tenure and ended up getting inducted into the Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. So Cal Hubbard was an amazing football player already. And what he did, becoming a baseball umpire and then later getting inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame as an umpire, really just shifted history. He is the only man inducted in both the Baseball and Football Hall of Fames. Now, when you look at Cal Hubbard, his Hall of Fame resume isn't the craziest one. Like I said, nobody really cares about the managers, umpires, executives. It's not as fun for the fans when those guys get into the Hall of Fame. There are some likable guys. I'm going to meet Terry Francona tomorrow, who's a very likable guy that I'm sure people will be very happy when he gets into the Hall of Fame. But his career was more about just grit. 6'2", 250 pounds in the 20s. That was huge. And he was a defensive tackle at 6'2", 250. Yeah, I know. But in the 1920s, that wasn't the thing. So became a Hall of Famer in football, playing for the New York football giants. And Cal Hubbard went on, became a baseball umpire, and was truly a legendary figure in the game. The players very much respected Cal Hubbard. 1936 to 1951, one of those respected, efficient, and authoritative umpires in the history of the majors. Gentle Giant. Still a giant, a 6'2", 250. Boasted a special knack for dealing with situations on the field. He worked four World Series and three All-Star games, served as the league's assistant umpire supervisor in 52, and as umpire supervisor from 1953 to 1969. This was a man dedicated to sport. 
And I feel like he is not known. It's a very fun trivia fact of who is the only man inducted in both the football and baseball hall of fame. It's Cal Hubbard, but I wanted to give you just a little bit of Intel on him uh, because of the time that he played in, there wasn't as much written as you would hope, but a guy that as many of you uh, shift to f- your eyes to football season, I'll be here talking baseball and like Cal Hubbard, I plan on being a sports lifer. Before I get out of here today, I know it's been a short episode. I wanted to kind of pick up the scraps that have been left behind. I know that a lot of people did World Series breakdowns right away, but I wanted to keep the solo shot Saturdays coming. This has been such an amazing opportunity for me here at ETV, doing a video podcast, and it's all possible because of you guys that listen in both on podcasts or here on YouTube at Solo Shot Sports. Those of you that came over from TikTok or the app formerly known as Twitter as well. I appreciate each and every one of you who has spent either your Saturday mornings or part of your week listening to me talk about baseball, the game I love. And I hope that if I haven't entertained, I have at least helped you learn something or brought up something that you weren't thinking of before and gave you a different uh, look into the game. And that's all I really am trying to do. I'm very excited. This will be the last episode with this format. Uh, So there's a lot of changes coming here for the show. And I'm really excited for all of you to see what I have in store. This show is just going to keep getting better. Uh, For all content creators out there, you know that your first videos are not going to be your best. It's going to get better over time. And there's plenty of things that have come to my attention and been obvious looking back at these episodes that I can improve on and get the show out there to more people. So thank you to each and every one of you. It truly means the world to me that you guys want to hear me talk about baseball. And if you know other people that love the sport, just like we do send them on over. And if they like what they hear, subscribe, like, leave a review on podcasts, leave comments on YouTube. It helps me in the algorithm, and it goes a long way to help me chase the dream on the side. Appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you guys enjoy this break from baseball into the offseason, football season, basketball, hockey. We just had the equinox the other night for game three when all four sports are on the same night. It's a truly beautiful thing. Sports are year-round, and I'll keep coming at you with baseball content every Solo Shot Saturday. Until the next one, peace.